Your number 21 Arizona Wildcats are now 6-3 on the season after taking down UCLA 27-10 Saturday night. Going up against the best run defense in the FBS and the top-ranked defense in the Pac-12, the Wildcats logged 429 yards of total offense with Noah Fafita throwing for 300 yards and three touchdowns on the night. Jonah Coleman's 19-yard run in the fourth quarter was the longest attempt allowed by UCLA all season, surpassing Fafita's 18-yard attempt earlier in the fourth quarter. A large part of the Wildcats' success on the ground Saturday night can be attributed to the offensive line, who got better and better as the game went on. Two of those offensive linemen join us now on this episode of the Wildcat Rundown. Welcome back to the Wildcat Rundown. On this week's episode, we finally have representation from Arizona football's O-line. Offensive linemen Josh Baker and Lave Magnuson are here. Thank you guys for being here today. Hey, what's, up? what's up? Thanks for having us. Yeah, of thank course. you very much. The last time we saw the two of you off of the field together was this spring in our bromance series. Mm -hmm. And you guys had a lot of fun with that one. Yeah, <laughs> we had a lot of fun. Yeah, and I'm glad you had us back because, I mean, we feel like we were the best bromance on the Yeah, team, definitely, so. definitely. By popular demand. I, yeah. It did do really well. I don't know if I can say it's the best, but I really remember oh, Joel's yeah, episode. That's right. And enough. because of that, I have some follow-up questions. Shoot. So, first of all, how long have you guys lived together? Uh, since ever since we've been here, since 2020, when he moved in, yep, we That's were in Lycans first. Yeah. So you guys said you went from what dorm? Yeah, so we started in uh, Lycans dorm, mm -hmm. and then when we were in a bit of a transition period in the summer, we went to La Paz dorm together, <laughs> and then we moved into the Mark the apartments Mark. together. Yep, and then now we're living in a house with um, Anthony Patton, Grayson Grace Stovall as well. Yep. So yeah, we've been together for a while now. It's been a ride. Yeah, it's been a great, just great stuck ride. together. It was was it a random pairing your freshman year, or did you guys meet or connect some way? Yeah, I can kind of yeah. expand on that. Yeah. Um, basically, how it worked is like obviously as freshmen we were a little scared. We didn't know like oh they might just randomize like who we uh, yeah, stay with. You don't know anybody at first. Exactly, so, but you know. Yeah. Josh, you know, I saw his Instagram, he saw mine, we had yeah. similar interests, and mm -hmm. it was kind of just like, uh, it was kind of just a shot in the dark, he just hit me up, yeah. he's like, hey, do you want to be roommates, and then we yeah. were obviously like, shoot, okay, yeah, I mean, I wasn't mad against that, somebody want to be my roommate, at first mm -hmm. I'm like, friends, alright, let's go, <laughs> and then yeah. right off the bat, like, literally the second we walked in, it was... It was kind of like right there. Yeah. It was tight, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it's been like that ever since. Because we technically met um, over Zoom when it was uh, during COVID time. So we met, interacted over Zoom at first. And he was still in Canada. I was still in Missouri. But we met and gelled that way. And then, obviously, like, one thing led to another. I, I DM'd him, hey, do you want to be my roommate? And then we hit it off like that. That was yeah. perfect. What was your first impression of one another? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um... <laughs> I'd say yeah, yeah before ahead, before yeah. I really got to know him um he was kind of a, like I don't know I couldn't really catch a full gauge on him I was like at first you know he was a pretty big guy so I was a little intimidated like oh. man this guy's got some some size some strength <laughs> and at the time like I was still coming out of my high school body and um but you know I was a little intimidated by him but as time went on and I got to know him a bit better he kind of you know got funnier got a little more you know yeah. Easy to talk to, and I just kind of 
kept going from there yeah at first when i saw him on on zoom and even in person i at, at first i thought he was kind of a big old pretty boy his <laughs> big old hair was done up pretty nice uh he's very very clean look i was like okay this might give my this guy might be my vibe might not be but after a while we were like yeah okay this is we're cool we're cool when was the moment that you were like okay this was the best pick for a roommate you guys kind of hit it off <sighs> hmm Honest, was there a moment, or was it just kind of gradual? Honestly, I, I would say it was even more say, gradual. It was, yeah, for sure, more, more gradual. gradual. Yeah, it it was it aged with time. It, it was better aged with time, I'd say. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, when we first met each other, like I didn't expect us to connect as fast as we did. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like immediately, it was like, oh, like, I'm Josh and Leif, and then it was like, hey, let's go see Pat. You know what I mean? Because he was also moving in at the time upstairs. <laughs> yep. We saw him, and like the three of us were kind of inseparable. Just the, yeah, the AZ three. Yeah. Like you literally, know, like yeah. the next day, I didn't even have my like you know financials fixed, and he's like, I'll buy you TV. Just get me back. You know what I mean? It was just such a close relationship right off the start. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, that was really good. But yeah. yeah, gradual for sure. Very gradual, yeah. What's your favorite memory that you guys share together or favorite story? Probably I'd say just living with him in the dorms and everything. There's definitely a whole bunch of really funny instances. But uh, as mentioned in the last episode on the bromance in the spring about like the, the burrito machine, the <laughs> the microwave under under his bed and everything. When, when, I, when we were actually moving out of there, um, when we were coming down the stairs, he actually he was holding it. Um, and from three stairs up, he fell, and I was in front of him, so I didn't see all this. He fell, smoked it on top on top of the microwave. And I look back and I hear oh, like a big freaking smack. I, I thought I thought he like died or broke something, and I look back and it's just him on the freaking on the microwave. And I think that was like one of the funnier moments that I've I've ever had. But yeah. Just, yeah. You know. No, we've definitely had quite a few like little funny moments like that. But <laughs> I think if um, in terms of like kind of football, I think one of like best moments together was um, uh, Washington was my first start. Um, and just sharing that moment with him because, man, for the last three years, we, all we've been talking about is like when it was going to be our turn to just be the two of us there mm -hmm. and really, um, you know, do this thing together because we really care about the team and, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, just be able to kind of share that moment pregame and just be like, this is what we've been working for. Yeah, um, yeah it, was qu it was quite special. Yeah. That, was, that has been the dream since day one. Yeah, we both wanted to start and have an impact, and, and there we were in that Washington game, so that was really special. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. And then, Josh, you mentioned the burrito machine from Romance and Life. That was one of my favorite parts of y'all's episode because you went into that explanation. So a follow-up <laughs> question to see really how well you know Josh. What's his go-to Chipotle order? Oh, oh, that's it. yeah, that's easy. Um, <laughs> it's double white rice. Like, if we're, like, the rice is free, so if you can get more go for it carbs, carbs. double yeah. white rice um he used to do double beans i don't know if he still does that um uh chicken and then he does mm -hmm. just like lettuce yep corn yep salsa or the yeah. The, yeah. the red yeah on the side yeah on the side on the side yeah and then he might throw a little sour cream in there but yeah. I mean, doubtful but that's pretty much the basis <laughs> of it yeah yeah, yeah. So just, you know, picture those things together and then picture that heat and that smell underneath <laughs> my bed in a dorm room. Every day. Yeah. Every yeah. day. Yeah. And oh that's why you guys left after a year? You had to go to an apartment after that? I had to go somewhere. <laughs> I mean, we, it was just, it was just stuck That only water. happened for one summer, so it, yeah. it was a quick time. But, like, yeah, yeah, definitely had to get out of there after that. Yeah. And then another question for you guys. What has changed the most about one another since you guys first met freshman year? How have you guys seen each other grow? Oh, my goodness. 
Um, I mean, for him, I mean, I'd say Josh has always kind of just been himself, which is something that I really appreciate about him because I find that a lot of people, when they get to college, they might, you know, switch their personality to maybe fit in here or do a bit like, you know what I mean, to be cool. Nah, Josh was just Josh. And that's what I do like about him is like he's he's unapologetic for how he is. And that I like that about him. And um, I think, yeah, he can kind of go off about how I changed, but mm-hmm. I will say that about him, yeah. Yeah, physically, um, when the guy came in, he knew he wanted to like change his body, and I, I definitely feel like within the last three years, he's seriously changed his body. And in mental, in terms of football, he's seriously stepped up his game, and I'm very proud of him for that, and I can't wait to see where that goes as well. Yeah. We had some fan questions about food for you guys, so going on that topic, what's your guys' favorite pregame meal? Okay, so I keep it bland because I, my stomach doesn't do too well in terms of like – a variety of foods uh, pregame so I keep it very very nice and plain I keep it a, a rice I keep it vegetables typically green beans whatever they have there and chicken I keep it very simple so my stomach doesn't get upset and I'm feeling good before game I'm pretty similar I mean I don't want to test any you know different foods anything yeah. crazy so I keep it pretty simple with just plain white rice chicken vegetables um, back in high school I always do Subway but yeah Right now, this is kind of what I do. Yeah. Pretty plain. What about after a big win? Are you guys then going all out? <laughs> yeah, it's it's, oh, it's it's it's. Well, I mean, usually right, we have the late games usually, so the yeah. only things that are open are typically you know fast food or something. So I'll usually just mm-hmm. go crush some like double cheeseburgers at McDonald's or something like that. But yeah, yeah. and we do typically get food after games provided to us by right, the right. that, That's always good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tanner and Alex always have just a spread for you guys, especially after oh, yeah. workouts mm-hmm. or practices. So after a, a big big lift or a big practice what snack are you guys grabbing uh immediately the smoothie and i always make sure i'm on top of my hydration with like a like a liquid iv or one of those hydration packs for sure yeah yeah for me uh i always go for the strawberry banana smoothie <laughs> and i think tanner and alex have really done a great job because they know like pre-practice yeah. i love to have myself like a little pack of goldfish <laughs> and that's like you know my little fuel my little cards and if they don't have them like where's my goldfish <laughs> And then they go get them and they grab them for me and they've been really good about that. So I really appreciate that from them. But yeah, usually just after practice, strawberry banana shake. Davis was wondering how many calories do you guys consume in order to keep your current weight to perform? Do you guys so, have an estimate? So I don't I don't know specifically. I'd guess if I if I had to guess somewhere a north, a little bit north of 4000 a day. I typically eat um, around five meals a day, uh, typically two breakfasts one lunch and then two dinners it depends on uh what day it is and w- what time i'm able to eat but that's typically the five meal uh, schedule that i run on yeah yeah i'm mine's something similar i mean he's very rigid with his plan <laughs> but i usually try to go like on days where we do a workout and a practice i'll try to get five meals in similar to him whereas if we don't if it's just a lift or if we're doing less activity i'll just do four meals but i mean calorie wise yeah it's probably somewhere in that four to five thousand you know mm-hmm. calorie range yeah yeah and then we talked about how the two of you met but i'm interested to know how the both of you got connected to the university of arizona so josh let's start with you when did you first talk start talking Arizona football sure so the whole reason that Arizona was even introduced to me I saw I I wasn't really understanding of Pac-12 before um, coach Kyle Devan so he was at a school previously uh, Ball State and they they uh, recruited me and they offered me there Uh, he he took a job here and he recruited me here so that's the whole reason that I got connected to Arizona in the first place so that was that was really cool that opened my eyes to the Pac-12 
And you were recruited as a tackle, is that right? So I played, I've played all three positions at high school, but I was playing tackle my senior year, but I got recruited as an interior. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. And yeah, your first experience on the field here, was it at guard? Yes, it was. And then, yeah. so and transitioning into center full time, yeah. what work went into that both on and off of the field to make that change? Oh, definitely snaps and getting really heavily deep into that playbook. So I just, I know um, not only what I'm doing, but what everyone else is doing around me, just in case they have questions or um, because of what the defense has given us, what everyone else has to do in their job as well. So. And that was something BC has talked about this season mm -hmm. in the media was just the preparation that you specifically do for mm -hmm. the game. I mean, every guy, you know, is Everybody. is prepping, yeah. but I yeah. thought it was interesting he called you out of how you're really leading Thursday or Friday meetings with the, is it with the O-line or the whole offense? What does that look like? So it's the it's the offensive line, the running backs, and the quarterbacks in the, in our, yeah, it's our little protection meeting. Yeah. Okay, and then Leif, you, how did you start talking to Arizona football? Yeah, so um, actually my junior year of high school, I was kind of ending up my process. I had only played D-end and tight end to the up to up until that point and I committed to South Dakota uh, the Coyotes and I thought I was done so I came back home decided to just play my senior year have fun and it was my first year playing O-line and then while playing O-line you know offers started popping up you know a little more conversation I ended up decommitting from South Dakota kept going did some visits here and there and I really wanted to be in the Pac-12 um, my dad did play for Washington State um, so obviously at the time that's kind of where I was thinking about but I don't know, I just felt like when, um, as you mentioned, Coach Devan uh, contacted me and the fact that he came out to Saskatchewan in negative 40 weather um, up in Canada and like withstood that and, you know, really liked me as a player, you know, that just meant a lot to me and I wanted to be in the Pac-12 and it just worked out for me in terms of my recruiting. So that's really what brought me here. And um, yeah, it's kind of how mm -hmm. it happened. Mm -hmm. You mentioned your dad and what advice has he given you for college football? Just him having experienced it as well oh shoot all of it i mean i could i, I can sure. make a list of stuff you know my dad said to but i think the yeah. biggest thing is just effort over results you know what i mean at the end of the day it's like you're gonna have bad days or good days but the one thing i can determine is were you trying you know what i mean so he just wants to make sure that regardless of the result i'm just giving my greatest effort all day so yeah chipping away yes sir what was the biggest difference transitioning from Canadian football to mm. college football in the U.S.? Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, being on the line, there's that uh, one-yard difference. So in Canadian football, there's that um, uh, the defense line has to be one yard away from the ball. They can't just be right up to the ball. So I think that's a little different, just that timing. And, um, you know, when there's a yard, there's a little more happening in your kick set. Whereas, you know, in American football, it's just kind of an immediate contact, um, a little more aggressive. I think the overall change in the games in terms of the trenches was pretty pretty easy transition. I think there's a lot more when you're playing receiver, it changes because, you know, in Canadian football, they're like running up to the line before the snap. There's all these other different rules, but um, I think the transition was just fine. And I think it was just a matter of just getting that footwork down and, you know, just learning the rules, but it was good, yeah. Thinking back to your freshman year, a question for both of you, mm -hmm. what was the biggest thing that surprised you about college football? The physicality and pace of not just the game, but practice as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'd say something similar. And just um, just the realization that you're not the best anymore. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I mean, you can obviously become the best and stuff, but when you show up, obviously, you're still kind of in that mindset of high school where it's like you were that guy, mm -hmm. and then you show up, and then you realize, wow, I'm just another guy. 
And so then you really got to, so it's okay. You got to step up that next level in terms of like, are you going to adapt and start trying to become the best in terms of, you know, what's around you and in the league you play in? Or are you just going to kind of stay in your high school ways and think, you know, I'm the best. I don't need to get better. And I think the both of us have kind of adapted to, you know, we know these guys are good and we know guys are working hard. So we got to do the same to be just as good or better. Mm-hmm. Going back to your freshman year, if you could tell yourself one thing, what would that be? Hmm. I'd say study hard in, in the playbook and in school, because that, that is very important. Study very hard in the playbook in school and mm-hmm. give it give it your all because nobody ever had nobody nobody ever regretted giving it their best that's good advice yeah yeah Yeah, I um I would say like for me it was probably probably just like probably take better care of yourself in terms of um uh, nutrition and uh like physical therapy and stuff I found that you know I felt young I'm like oh it doesn't matter I'm just banged up it'll go away or you know maybe take an ibuprofen it'll be good you know but I think you know get into the training room and I really appreciate that coach fish and you know the trainers have been really good and they mm-hmm. want us to be in there whereas my dad said when he played it was more like if you're in the training room that's a bad thing that means you're hurt. That means you're out. Whereas now it's like, you no, know, we encourage you guys to go there. We want you guys, if you guys got any kind of nick, bruise, whatever is bothering you, just come in, fix it. And um, I think I would. I wish I would have done that a little bit sooner. But, I mean, obviously in the um, recent year or two, I've definitely gotten better in, in that area. So Yeah, mm. I would agree. Like, thinking back to my time in college, when I was in high school before that, it was, like you said, a bad thing to go to the training room. Mm. And so when I started playing college sports, it was like, oh, I don't want to be in there. So even if I have like a little pull or something, I'm just going to stay away so they don't know. But then I realized when I got older, but okay, I need to go in there for really anything. And then it was like an everyday thing for me. And we always give our fans an opportunity to ask you guys questions. So we'll transition to that now. The first one is asking, what is your favorite uniform combination? Mm, I love me some blue on blue, the navy on navy. I, I love that. Yeah, yeah. I thought the you know the red and white was pretty crispy the other day, mainly just because yeah. we hadn't like worn that before. But you know I'm a, I'm a classic. I love an, a clean all white. That's one of my favorites. Is just going all white and just you mm. know, yeah, that's that's got to be it. Yeah. yeah. Bobo is asking, what does it take to be a good lineman? So, sounds like he might have aspirations to be one. What's some advice you have for him? Um, get a very strong and coordinated lower body. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, definitely, um, you know, working on punch, like obviously there's those little things, but I think just have, um, the willingness to learn and to get better and just, you know, really trust the technique. Cause I find that a lot of guys, um, younger guys, when they come in, they just don't want to like lose a rep or, you know, they just revert back to their old ways because they don't want to, you know, as I mentioned, lose a rep or they don't want to like mess up or something like that. It's like, you know what, when coach says, you know, try this it's like that's what practice is for to try those things or even on your own time to work those techniques that you know for us obviously that coach bc has been telling us and it took me a while you know i was a little nervous sometimes and i would always revert back to some bad ways but eventually i started you know really taking the time to think about you know i gotta work this i gotta work that this is what he wants even if i mess up work it you know what i mean because eventually it's going to start clicking it's going to start making a lot more sense so i think you know just believe in your coaches trust the process and just you know yeah. And one more thing, learn your offense. Learn your offense inside yeah. out. That's, yeah. 
Asher is asking, if you are having a game where nothing is going your way, how do you bounce back? Trust. Keep trusting in the coaches, the game plan, whatever whatever call is being called uh, by the coaches. You have to trust that you and everyone else around you is going to execute that at the highest level. And eventually, um, like we say in our meetings, that big boulder will crack And in terms of like a, like a boulder break, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I've seen yeah, that. Yeah. I think it was the image outside of Yul's locker room exactly. all last yeah, week. Exactly, yeah. just keep swinging. Yeah, kind of in terms of that trust thing, I think it's just, you know, just don't get into the mindset like you're down mm -hmm. or you're going to lose or thinking about the worst. I think mm -hmm. what we've done in, re uh, in weeks recently is, like, even if we were a little bit down on the scoreboard, like, nobody really kind of was affected. Nobody was thinking, ah, oh, shoot, we're down. Mm -hmm. Oh, we might lose. Oh, it's always, you know, what can we do to go out and mm -hmm. win this game? What can we do to go out and get a score? And it really just comes down to doing your job, winning your rep, and not worrying about what other people are doing because I can't worry about what T-Mac's doing. I don't know what T-Mac's doing. Mm -hmm. Probably catching one hand and catching someone. <laughs> but the point is, is like I got to worry about doing my one-on-one -on -one block, getting that done, and then just, you know, trusting that the rest of the offense is doing the same and, you know, hoping for the best. Yeah. And then last one comes from Teddy, and he asked, who is the most improved defensive lineman this year? Mm. That's a great question. Uh, that is a good question. Um, who am I liking? Mm. I'd say Isaiah Ward. He's really stepped up and improved his craft over the, over the last uh, season, and I'm proud of him. I'm definitely excited to see uh, how continued improvement um, affects his gameplay in the future. Uh, one guy that came in, um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it, Keanu Miloto, yeah? Mm -hmm. um, when he first came in, you know, he was kind of a younger guy, didn't have all the pieces kind of put together, but I've noticed that, like, as time went on, he's kind of, he's still working it, he's still trying to get better, um, and I, I think he's improved quite a bit, yeah. Thank you guys so much for being on today. Yeah. This Thank was you so for much us. fun. Thank you. Yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> it was awesome.